Anthony, good morning. How are you, pal? What's up, my brother? How are you? I'm great. Are you guys on vacation yet? Uh, I don't know if it's vacation, but yeah, we're I'm I'm back in the district, uh, heading back to DC next week just for a couple of days. But we, yeah, we're, we're uh, the the house floor is closed for recess until the first week of January. That sounds like a vacation to me. No, I mean I know you're going to come back and do some work, but I mean you're off. I mean you don't have to uh, you don't have to sit there with Matt Gates and that type of thing, right? That's true. That's true. We're working <laughs> in the district for sure. And now now we have a special election to run. Right. Well, I want to get there, but first, uh, by the way, I like Matt Gage now. I was with him on Saturday. I loved him and Ginger. But I do want to get to uh, your week. What a busy week between the, impinch, uh, the impeachment inquiry uh, getting done behind Mike Johnson, uh, all the work you're doing, Anthony, along with Johnson in the House to uh, remove uh, Mayorkas as well. It seemed like above and beyond this special election out of Long Island in D.C., you guys had a, a very, very busy week and I would say a successful one, yes? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know that uh, during the whole speaker election, me and you had disagreed about, uh, you know, putting Long Island, New York values first. Uh, not that you disagreed, but you thought we should have just moved forward and, and figured it out later. But that was one of the things that we stuck by. And, uh, you know, Mike Johnson delivered the first win for Long Island and New York uh, this week in the NDAA. We were able to secure uh, just a little over $700 million to uh, fully fund the uh, World Trade Center health care. So I think that was something important. Uh, obviously, we move forward on the uh, impeachment inquiry of uh, President Biden. You know, I, I tried to explain there were so many haters, especially uh, in New York, saying it's unnecessary, it's it's not needed. Listen, it's the next step in, in the direction. And, and in the history of the United States House of Representatives, there's been over 90 impeachment inquiries, and obviously all of them haven't equated to actual impeachment. So when you're conducting an investigation, this is the next step in the investigation. And now those committees of jurisdiction, the Judiciary Oversight Ways and Means, they can share all the work that they've done with the rest of Congress. We could review it, and we could see what's going on with the next steps. And when it comes to uh, Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Committee, which I'm proud to sit on and, and chair one of the subcommittees, um, you know, we are in our, our five phases. Uh, we're in the fifth phase of, of investigating into Mayorkas, and we are going to move forward on his impeachment as well. And I was just talking earlier to Joseph Tacopina, the great defense attorney, one of Trump's attorneys, obviously, a dear friend of mine for almost 47 years. And I brought up the fact that uh, Steve Bannon, my new buddy, Bannon and Navarro, those guys were held in contempt when they did not, in fact, uh, go to a depot, a Congress depot, and we saw the same thing happen just a couple of days ago with Hunter Biden. So that there's no way in the world the Biden judicial, uh, and the, you know, the, the Justice uh, Department uh, can, can make a separate ruling on Hunter Biden if, in fact, they did what they did to Navarro and Bannon, right? Absolutely. And the one difference is, is that uh, those two gentlemen didn't uh, show up on the steps of the Capitol building, put, a, put on a show, and then whisked, whisked away by security, uh, literally only steps from the committee room where he was supposed to appear. That is unbelievable. He just stuck his nose at you. And were you guys all in there waiting under the impression he was going to go, or did you know even before he was not going to do it? So I'm not a member of, the, of those committees that uh, that, were, that are conducting the investigation. But I, I, from what I've heard from, from the members that are, uh, they were anticipating that he was going to appear. Wow. All right, this is Anthony D'Esposito joining me on this uh, Friday morning. So I want to get to uh, Mozzie Pillip. This is a big deal, right? I mean, I'm also on record with you saying that I would not have removed Santos. Uh, look, I, I want to remove Rashida Tlaib. I want to remove uh, Elon Omar, these other people. Not that what Santos did was okay. I'm not saying that. But 
I'm all about politics with you guys first. I'm, I'm less about morals and all that nonsense. I don't care who the president bangs. It means nothing to me, okay? Just keep us safe, make us money. And the fact is, George Santos voted America, voted Israel, and he was a Republican. And we have the slimmest margin in the House as it is. I can't afford to lose that guy because he was a real Republican. Now we're bringing in somebody who, look, she's Jewish. I love that. IDF, I love that. But as far as I know, she's a Democrat. So folks are asking me, and now look, my wife, for example, she's a registered Democrat, but she's becoming more and more of a Republican because of the policies every day. Maybe that's Mozzie. I don't know. But as far as folks know, she's a Democrat. How did that work? So I think that Mozzie, not that I think, I know, Mozzie is deep principled in her conservative values, I mean, which is clear from the things you just mentioned, served in the IDF, is strong on Israel. She's a fiscal conservative. She has been a, a loud voice. Uh, standing up for law enforcement and first responders. Uh, she has been critical of the, the issues at the southern border. She wants to rein in the reckless spending of the, of the Biden administration and hold those accountable that are violating the public trust. She has served on the county legislature for the last two years, uh, always voting conservative Republican values. And I just want to point out that I think on Long Island and, and in New York is a little bit unique and, and specifically an area that you are, you know, you're, you're understand and, and know it well. I know you visited there a couple of weeks ago. The five towns, for example, the, yeah. the Orthodox conservative Orthodox that, re, that live in the five towns and the majority of those communities, there are a lot of registered Democrats, but they all vote and believe and, 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 uh, speak with conservative values. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they move from the city. They never re-register. Mazi has been very clear and upfront uh, in support of all uh, the Republican conservative values, our commitment to America, making sure that, again, we secure our border, we hold Biden and Mayorkas accountable, uh, we rein in the reckless spending, we hold those accountable, like Hunter Biden, who's, uh, you know, completely laughing in the face of, uh, of Congress and the House of Representatives, and, of course, taking to task someone like Tom Suozzi, who I've heard from many people, ah, Tom Suozzi's a nice guy. He is a nice guy. But that doesn't mean because you're a nice guy you should be serving in the House of Representatives. I mean, he's legitimately on record saying that he in 2021 that he wants to be an honorary member of the squad. The word honor and the squad should Mm. never be used in the same sentence because it's absolutely insanity that you'd want to surround yourself with people like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, and Elon Omar. Well said, Anthony. Now, look, I got no issue with Mazi. I really don't. I would say this, though. Uh, she wins and uh, she gets that seat. She's got to re-register. That's what I mean. She, you just, I get it. I get it. There are Democrats. You mentioned the Orthodox Jews. My wife, you're a thousand percent right. Thousand percent right. But there is something to titles. And if she's going to end up serving, uh, uh, serving and having a seat on our team, I think at some point she's got to register as a Republican. At some point, no, you just don't care. Yeah, well, listen, I, I agree. I, uh, I think that uh, I think that this is an opportunity for us to show that there are people on Long Island, in New York, and around this country who perhaps at one time were Democrats and are so sick and tired of the far-left progressive agenda that they're pushing across this country that's making our nation less safe, making our communities less safe, costing us more money, and and making everything at the stores more expensive. And I think this is a perfect example of people seeing the light and understanding, wow, you know, the Republicans are on the right side of every issue when it comes to this country. You know, a couple years ago, I met Tom Suozzi at the Columbus Day Parade. He was a sweetheart. He was great. And I brought him on. I brought him on the air. And Bernie was here, God rest his soul. 
And we brought up the Parental Act that Ron DeSantis did in Florida, which, by the way, every governor across the United States, I'm a Trump guy, a big-time Trump guy, not a DeSantis guy, but I thought that the Parental Act that he did down in Florida was great. But it didn't take the Democrats, as you know, Anthony, very long to destroy it, and they actually called it the Don't Say Gay Act. Nowhere in that bill is the word gay even used, not even used. It is a very responsible parenting bill that most states should, in fact, use. And when Swazi came on with me and Bernie, he actually said to us, I'm with you guys. It's a great bill. He doesn't say there's no word gay in the bill. He's doing uh, what parents should do. And then, after he was on with us, seemingly he got pressure from his constituents, his donors, and the Democrat Party. I don't know. And he does a, a story in a paper about three days later where he called what he said with me and Bernie in Artful and took it back. And I called him and I said, you want to come on and explain yourself? He said, sure, but it got so nasty during that private phone conversation, he never came back on. But I said to him, I said, you just ruined it for me because you were on the right side and you allowed political pressure. Three days later, that says to me, I can't trust you. That's a true story. And, Sid, to your point, if you don't think that someone like Tom Swazi, who is doing his best right now to try to play a moderate, if you don't think that, God forbid, he was elected, he would take his marching orders right from Joe Biden, right from uh, the Democratic progressives, right from Hakeem Jeffries. I mean, that's who he's going to be listening to. This is one of the important elections that we have right now, because, like you said, the majority is slim. And, And for me... You know, I, obviously, people in my party disagreed with me when I when I led the the efforts to expel George Santos. I did it because I thought it was the right thing to do, and I have no problem bucking my party to do things like that and stand up for what is right, like you just said. He does not want to do that. He wants to listen to their agenda. He wants to move it forward. And there's a reason why Hakeem Jeffries is going to spend record mm. amount of money mm. in this district because they want a Democrat to keep moving their progressive BS forward. Well, you have it, folks, explained well. She was a Democrat. Now she's adopted all of our philosophies. She may switch. She may not. But the point is she's as Republican as the rest of us. Anthony D'Esposito, excellent, excellent job as always. Enjoy whatever you can these next couple of weeks. We'll talk again before the new year. Thank you, buddy. You too, brother. You and Danielle have a great weekend. Uh, You and your family too. Thank you, buddy. That's my man Anthony D'Esposito out of Long Island. 